Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast that's dropped into your trick-or-treat bag every week. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Rocky Rudoy, and with me is... Blaze. There we go. Bizarre. Oh, my God. <laughs> gotcha. Got to re- re- recapture the magic of the last episode. Um, thank you, guys, uh, if you listened to the first episode, and thank you if you're returning. And Much if you're a new listener, then... Uh, Welcome. Uh, we're just another horror podcast, so thank you for taking the time to listen to it. Uh, today, our topic is going to be Halloween. Uh, we're going to talk about Halloween H2O and compare it against Halloween 2018. Uh, why? Because they're kind of similar, kind of the same kind of movie. Um, well, similar in the sense it's like rebooting from a certain point. Right, both were soft reboots. Right. Uh, yeah, for their time, absolutely, one ninety-eight, and then one in 2018. So 20 years later, Halloween 20 years later, they try to do it again. Um, but first, uh, how's your week been? <laughs> uh, not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Been uh, ready to get back to this. And uh, sorry about all my really annoying Instagram memes to anyone on our Instagram. <laughs> I'm having a good time with it. Yeah, no, uh, like a... I like them. Well, Some you. are really funny. The uh, Creed one, which connects into this episode today. Oh, it sure does. It's pretty good. That wasn't a meme, though. It was just a picture. Halloween but. H2O is literally the Creed of Halloween. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, we'll get into how 90s it is, because I found out a reason why it is so 90s. Because it was um, made in the 90s? It was made in the 90s, but there's somebody <laughs> who's specifically involved with the project, why it's probably more 90s than you would think. Oh, okay. Um, I, I had to do some research. But we'll get to that all in due time. First, um, did you see anything good this week or anything you want to talk about uh, before we get going? Or uh, There was a movie I recently watched that is a Shudder exclusive mm-hmm. um, called The Power. Have okay. you seen that one? No. So it's, it's about a uh, woman working in, the, uh, in nursing, uh, Jesus Christ, a hospital mm-hmm. as a nurse. Uh, back in like the I guess early 1900s or late 1800s and there was a uh, during the war well no it, would, it wouldn't be 1800s it would be 1900s because it was World War One, I, I believe Okay. and to uh, England at that time had to actually rotate uh, their power grids to save energy during the war so places would be sent to candlelight and stuff like that so even the hospitals would lose power so um but it turns out this nurse who you know works the day shift mostly in this hospital ends up getting held back uh for getting in trouble with the head nurse and uh has to work during the power outage and some really creepy stuff happens it's really good huh all right Uh, i really enjoyed it and uh but yeah, um, it's kind of slow. But did, it, um, did it come out recently? Uh, within the last year. Okay, because I think a podcast I was listening to was talking about they they had a review of the film. No, it was good. I liked it. Uh, I mean, but you know, I like a lot of crap. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Shutter usually their uh, exclusives and originals are are worth checking out. Giving uh, yeah, I, give, I, giving I, a for voice sure. to a lot of independent filmmakers. I would say I've liked every one of them except for the call so far. I didn't even watch the call. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll watch it just so I can love it and tell you how much I loved it. Go for it. <laughs> I will. 
Um, but I do know one thing that we did both see is uh, Candyman. We did see I mentioned Man. I mentioned in the first episode that I had just seen the night before, and then that night after we got done recording, uh, you went and saw it. Yeah, now, just to make sure, we're not giving away spoilers. No, no, no. no. We're, we're not really going to talk okay. too heavy about it. We're just going to... No spoiler alert. Yeah, this isn't going to be... There's no spoilers. It just came out. We just kind of want to say just a few quick thoughts before we go into the main segment. Uh, so, what did you think of Candyman 2021? I, I thought it made a really... Uh, a, a strong reboot of the series, and I mean not reboot, but kind of a sequel to the first one, True. minus you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess a soft reboot, but um, I think it really kept the same message as the original and did a good job, especially in a time where I think that message means more. Right. Sure. So, uh, but overall, I, I really loved it. Yeah. So, um, um, and and you know, I, I've heard you know some points on like you know. Why did this person do that or something like that? And it's like, okay, well, I kind of get you. But. I think that um, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm sure you do. Uh, the new Candyman is a follow-up to the original Bernard Rose directed Candyman from 1992. I think it's one. 91, 92, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, you want me Tony to fact Todd. Check? Yeah, fact check it. Starring Tony Todd and Virginia Madsen, um, one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Uh, and based off the uh, Clive, Bar- Clive Barker uh, short story, The Forbidden. Um, so this was a movie that just completely, you know, uh, it retcons the second or third one, thankfully, because the second and third Candyman aren't great and does a smart thing of soft reboots. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what year was it? 92. You were 92? Right. Okay. You are right. I'm a big old dummy. No, I knew it was somewhere in there. Um but yeah, it's uh, it's soft reboot retcons the second and third one, which we're gonna be talking a lot about retconning, um, oh, with this episode. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I loved it. Um, I did. It, it stuck with me all week. Which there's a lot of new movies I watch that don't really stick with me, and I kind of just forget. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I did weak. see that. That was a weak one. <laughs> that was weak. That's a bad one. Um, there's a lot that I that I'll watch and I just don't think about. It. But I did think about this a lot. Were there problems I had with it? Yes. But not too many. None of them were, like, too bad. They're all kind of minuscule. They didn't ruin the movie. No, they didn't ruin you? the movie. Yeah. Hey, my, my biggest problem, I think, the more I think about it, is um, it has Jordan Peele disease. I'm starting to notice this is the thing. Jordan Peele disease is anytime I notice a movie that Jordan Peele wrote, which he was one of three writers in this film, and from what I've read in the Fangoria interview with Nia DaCosta, the director, she joined the project after the main plot and, like, bones and structure were kind of already written. Right. And then she kind of, like, helped flesh out stuff and add things, and they kind of started collaborating. But I've started noticing Jordan Peele as a writer starts uh, – he throws a lot of ideas into stuff, and nobody's there to kind of pull him back. Then oh, I see. What he you introduces mean, like a lot of or... ideas, and sometimes it doesn't always work out. So, if you listen behind the scenes about Get Out, there's supposed to be a subplot involving King Arthur and the Knights of the Round, and yeah, how everything yeah, kind of dates I back to that. And that. somebody, probably Jason Blum, <laughs> somebody kind of reeled him in, like just edit that out. But then you see movies like Us, 
us has a lot of ideas and seems a little unfocused. But it's great. <laughs> it's a great movie. I enjoy it. And I enjoy it more every time I watch it. But same thing with Candyman. Candyman is uh, um, a lot gets introduced. Is that my phone or your phone? That's your phone. Oh, it's too far away. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> You're going to have to hold on a minute. Um, but um, the same thing with this new Candyman. I, there, there's a lot of ideas of things that they want to talk about with the film. And I think that by the end, it kind of pays off. I think by the end, what happens and how everything gets wrapped up, I think it kind of pays everything off. But I think that the original movie deals better with gentrification. And this one deals better with the idea of generational pain and that's all i'll say i could see that yeah i could see that uh because the first one absolutely does focus on gentrification i mean it's based on a murder yeah it's due <laughs> to gentrification i mean i think they both have the it, at the heart they have the same point oh of course of course i mean this one's about gentrification also i just think that the the original one deals with a, a little bit better yeah. Um, Either way, but it's still a great movies. movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so go see Candyman. Yeah. We liked it. Yeah, we both <laughs> we give it a. Yeah, I should go go see it. Out of okay, you went and saw it. I, I like Good it. job. Yeah. <laughs> We're really happy you saw that. But um, you know, with Candyman, I, I am happy. Um, it's it's doing a trope, or or part of something the studio system's doing now, which is a soft reboot. And with the soft reboot, for people that don't know, it's whenever you don't remake a movie, but you kind of just reboot it with a new cast and the old cast, and you kind of continue where whatever movie you want to continue from that, that, that you liked and just continues from that film. Um, so instead of like how we were getting on these Platinum Dune, Platinum Dune remakes in the 2000s, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, all this Michael Bay produced horror remakes. I like it better with what Halloween 2018's doing and what this Candyman's doing, where it's like, we're going to retcon all these movies and be a direct sequel to just like the first one. And Which not just makes in horror. Sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's so much easier than having to take all the old canon and throw it in there. Yeah. And then have some like messed up mush idea. Of course. And, that, that, uh, and it's not just horror. You know, any movie really. It's it's just like them with this new Indiana Jones, where it's like we're bringing Harrison Ford back. It's like, well, why? It's like, why don't you just recast Indiana Jones and just let have, him die in peace? Just just recast Indiana Jones and have him doing an adventure in the forties. Yeah, that would be way more fun. You know, that's canon with the other adventures, like with the first three movies, so we can forget about the fourth. Get film. the kid who played <laughs> young Indiana Jones to be normal <laughs> Indiana exactly. Jones now. Sure, it just works. <laughs> Bring back River Phoenix's corpse. <laughs> oh, oh, was that River Phoenix? Oh well, no, no, in the uh, third, in the third movie, in the uh, flashback sequence at the beginning. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, you know, and I mean, it's not just horror. Like I said, it's uh, movies like Mad Max Fury Road or Creed. Anytime you just say okay, Creed, Creed. <laughs> Actually, I I want to say that because it's a segue. Oh okay. Both are segues. Double segue. Speaking of soft reboot, wah, wah, wah. Bah, bah, and bah. speaking of Creed, wah, 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 wah. Uh, we're going to talk about Halloween H2O. <laughs> um, and that's where everybody yeah. tunes out. <laughs> yes. It's like these guys. Like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> One of our hosts is clearly hungover. 
and doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, Halloween H2O and Halloween 2018. I think we're going to be focusing more on H2O. Probably, yeah. Um, but we do want to compare it to Halloween 2018. Because, you know, Halloween 2018 didn't come out too long ago. People have talked about it. Most people have already seen it. It may have been a while since you saw H2O. And for you, uh, shocking, shocked the shit on me. You had never seen H2O. I did not. And that not that funny? Because I love bad 90s horror so much. Yeah. And, and I think <laughs> I'm not. And I think you have H2O sleeping pants. <laughs> You remembered that? Yeah. yeah, I do. I do. And now I feel like I could justifiably wear them instead of in secret, in the shadows. <laughs> Where no one can see my lies. <laughs> um, but yes, Halloween H2O. Um, directed by Steve Miner. Uh, Steve Miner directed uh, Friday 13th Part 2 and Part 3. And House. And House. Which is one of my favorites. Your favorite is the 80s House, not the uh, Japanese House. Also not House Su, yeah. Um, which is a crazy fucking movie. But the one from the 80s is, I mean, that's one of your favorites. That, that's a oh, really sure. good one. And Warlock. He, he did direct Warlock and Lake Placid. Good stuff. So he, he, he did a lot. And also, sadly, he directed a movie called Soul Man. Do you know what Soul Man is? Like, is it about a singer? No. Oh. <laughs> So no. it's a movie starring uh, starring C. Thomas Howell. It came on the '80s, and he's a white college student. I'm trying to remember exactly what he does. I can't remember. And he wants to get a scholarship. It's a scholarship that's available to African American students. Oh God! So um, I'm yeah. not liking where this is. He going. goes in blackface, and it is a very. Oh. Very oh, no. racially toned up film. Oh no! Um, it is offensive on many levels. Um, all you do is just go on YouTube and watch the the, the trailer. That's all you really need to watch. Um, it is extremely <laughs> insensitive, and um, that just sounds straight up racist. <laughs> like it is racist. It's extremely yeah. racist. Steve um, Miner, I trusted you. Yeah. You piece of shit. Um, but uh. And in, back back to H two O though we won't dwell too much on yeah, Soul yeah, Man. Yeah. But speaking of horror films, Soul <laughs> Man, Check out Soul Man. Man. Um, it was written by uh, the two credited screenwriters as Matt Greenberg and Robert Zappia. Uh, Robert Zappia, I don't know exactly what he wrote, but Matt Greenberg, um, a movie that we just you just brought up the other day that we may be talking about in a future episode. Uh, he wrote fourteen oh eight. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, he, man, this really segued well. Yeah, and he that. also wrote Reign of Fire um, and, and other things. Okay. But while I was saying that this is a very 90s project, is the person that's the executive producer in Halloween H2O, and he was an uncredited writer, mm-hmm. is Kevin Williamson. Now, I'll get to who Kevin Williamson is, just in case you don't recognize the name. But first, let's go back in time a little bit. After... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we are going to edit anything in. <laughs> um, Halloween 6. After Halloween 6, they were trying to figure out what the next move was going to be. They were kicking around what Halloween 7 was supposed to be. They didn't know exactly what the plot was, what was going to happen. You know, Went through a bunch of different ideas. The idea of bringing Paul, Paul Rudd back as um, Tommy, Tommy Doyle You know, because he was the main character in 6. Um, they were talking about doing that. They were talking about kicking around the idea of bringing Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, Jesus fucking Christ. Jamie Lee Curtis back. Where oh, okay. Sigourney Weaver comes <laughs> Sigourney from. Sigourney Weaver. Jamie Halloween Lee Curtis movie? back. Um, 
they're talking about having her back in different ways. Michael Myers kind of is just popping out of people's chest. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Um, but uh, they, they couldn't figure it out. And then Kevin Williamson wrote a treatment where he's like, well, maybe we should have Jamie Lee Curtis come back as Laurie, Sorry Strode, and have her, you know, be going under an assumed identity. And she's an alcoholic. And she's dealing with a trauma. It'll just be a sequel straight from, like, the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, what you know Kevin Williamson from is Kevin Williamson created Scream. Oh, okay. Man, so man. he he's kind of like Wes Craven got hired after he turned in the script. He wrote the first, second, and fourth film. Okay. Scream. He didn't do the third one. Um, and of course, Scream, little Gainesville knowledge, um, is based off of he got inspired to write Scream after Danny Rollins. Yep. Um, uh, but also, what else did Kevin Williamson do? You asked. That's what you asked, right? I did. Okay, good. <laughs> um, yeah, nobody heard it, but I did. <laughs> he also wrote, I know you did last summer. Oh, hell yeah. He okay. also wrote The Faculty. Oh, my God. <laughs> and and he created and executive produced Dawson's Creek. So that's why he's too old. <laughs> this owes man this. owned the 90s. He was... The boss of the 90s. Um, Kevin Williamson, uh, yes. That's why H2 is so 90s, and that's what we're going to get into first. Is um, How 90s oh it boy, is. Oh, boy, H2 is 90s. But all those movies are very 90s also. Scream and, and Faculty, and I know what you did last summer are But you know what super those three 90s. don't have? What's that? LL Cool J. They don't, but this one does. <laughs> this one sure does. So. This one has 80s rapper LL Cool J. As an erotic novelist security guard. <laughs> he sure does. Who has who has a girlfriend that just like he tells story ideas and then she's like not very supportive. Until the end, yeah. whenever whenever he's talking over the phone and apparently he had some inspiration, it's like, wait, not only is it gonna be an erotic novel, it's gonna be an erotic thriller. Baby, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a and she's a complete stereotype. Oh, <laughs> like, no, like, like, was... like like almost shockingly, <laughs> when you listen to it, you're like, oh, this is a complete stereotypical black woman character, <laughs> and, and you don't even see her; you just hear her on the phone. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it, it's funny how like you look back at the '90s and you're like, "What an innocent time!" And then you're like, "Ooh, not innocent at all." And yeah, no, Halloween H two O with uh, no. some things, but how did you like Halloween H two O? Um, see, I have two categories of things I like. There's things I like because they're very well done. <laughs> And there's things I like because they're trying to be very well done, and they fail. And uh, Halloween H2O sits in the middle. (laughs) You think it fails? No, it sits in the middle of things that are well done and things that failed, and now they're good because they failed. Okay. That's fair, I guess. (laughs) So, because there is some absolutely ludicrous, not LL Cool J parts of it. You're getting rappers mixed up, man. Um, also, let me, let me rewind a little bit. One thing I did find out is that John Carpenter was originally attached to direct H2O. Um, they should have kept that. <laughs> because Jamie Lee Curtis was trying to get every like the, the, the gang back together. She wanted Aww. to get like, everybody like back together to do H2O and stuff. You ruled Jamie Lee. And then he wanted he asked for like $7 million to direct. Ooh. But there's a reason. It's because he wasn't getting paid any royalties. Or anything for for uh, Halloween two, and back pay for Halloween one. Oh wow! And I think for producing Halloween three. So he's like, yeah, this is just what the studio owes me, 
and the Weinsteins didn't like it. <laughs> you know, rape face Harvey. He yeah. wasn't a big fan of that. <laughs> so like, no, Treating that's people ridiculous. fairly? Yeah. <laughs> people don't have rights. <laughs> Except me. <laughs> Except for me. Um, but yes, John Carpenter was originally He's slated a true to American. direct. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ, especially this week. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I can see what you mean. Where um, H2O... It tries to do it a lot, and and where this one is different from Halloween 2018. Real quick, most people when I saw Halloween 2018 already, or just called Halloween. You had to differentiate because it's the third movie called Halloween. So we call it 2018. You got to call it 2018. Um, after of course John Carpenter's Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween, and now and then this one, uh, directed by David Gordon Green, and written by him and Danny McBride. Soft reboot of the series that was a direct sequel to the first Halloween. H2O, on the other hand, retcons everything after Halloween 2. Right. Um, so Lori and Michael are still related. They're still brother and sister, which they didn't want to do in Halloween 2018, which I'm going to come back to a little bit later on. Yeah, it's just he thinks that's his sister or something, right? N- no. No? He no. just wants to kill her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which we'll get to why, why it's kind of dumb in 2018, even though I much prefer... Halloween 2018. Oh, yeah. Halloween it's way 2018 better. Is, Any is... movie where you start off, I'm going to say that this is a little controversial tidbit from Blaze here. Any movie where you start off killing a child, you know that movie's just going to rip from there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, it, like, that is not condoning child murder in real life. That is an awful thing. But, man, do I love to see a little shit get his neck. I think that uh, usually studios and, and directors because of studios kind of try to veer away from it because normally if you put a child death well it can buy it you know and you know i i I do kind of want to make a habit of it if you've ever had a child and something horrible happened to them trigger warning do not watch halloween 2018 (laughs) yeah no especially if your kid wanted to just take dancing lessons and you denied them because you're a bad parent (laughs) because you're a wife because you're 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 truck driving, beer drinking, fuckhead. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know usually the MPAA ratings board yeah, doesn't usually like go for child. Like like if you show a kid like violently getting killed in your movie, you are going right to NC seventeen, or right. they're gonna tell you to take it out completely. So you have to find a way either where you kill him off screen, or you don't kill him in a very violent manner, or her in a very violent manner. Um, we can just say they. They yeah. <laughs> Them, mm-hmm. children, they—I guess they count as people. Huh? Yeah, no, ambiguous. <laughs> Jury's still out. Um, but uh, uh, it's actually funny you bring up that scene because I almost thought that there's a scene in H two O. First of all, uh, backstory to H two O. Let me we'll say the yeah, plot. Let's, let's maybe, say the yeah, plot. Do a Google quick plot because out. people are like, "What the hell are they talking?" So, Halloween H two O is a sequel to the second Halloween film. Um, they retconned. Um, which basically just means wrote off um, Halloween three through six. Um, they said none of that's canon. We're gonna write out the canon. So Laurie Show didn't die and have a daughter she didn't know about that is carrying on the Michael legacy, and then Michael's actually part of a cult. <laughs> right. And Donald Pleasance dies off screen because he died while they're making the movie. And somehow he survived getting blown up at the end of Halloween 2. 
Donald Pleasance is Sam Loomis, but he only has like a couple scars on his face. Right. And he's overacting. I mean, they really got a lot of they got a lot of mileage out of the Donald Pleasant Sam Loomis. But um, so H two O is like, okay, well, we're gonna cut all that fat, and we're gonna be a direct sequel to Halloween two. Uh, Lori, this is why well, it's called H two O. Is it's Halloween twenty years later? Uh, came out exactly twenty years. It doesn't after. have anything to do with water. No, <laughs> not, there's, I don't think there's any water in it. I haven't seen water once. Anyway, in that movie. but there are chicken nuggets. <laughs> there's popcorn, <laughs> chicken, and pudding. Uh, but uh, it takes place. It got released exactly twenty years after Halloween, which came out in 1978. This one came out in 1998, and it fo- uh, follows Jamie Lee Curtis again as Laurie Strode. She hasn't been in the series since Halloween Two. And difference in this one, instead of a daughter. She, she has, has a, son, a son, played by Josh Hartnett, who is also in The Faculty. Sure is. <laughs> um, but uh, he, um, or he, she is, um, she changed her identity. She's now a headmistress of a private school, and she's going under a different uh, name. And she's still worried that Michael may come back, which he does. And for some reason, she's always on high alert on Halloween, because that's when the murders originally happened. I get, well, that would be the reason. Yes. Not some reason. <laughs> yes. And for some reason, he does come back unexplained. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unexplained uh, how or, or why he waited 20 years. No, nobody really knows. He, he just does. And Lori is um, not very happy about it. Yeah, he, uh, he infiltrates a, a very nice nurse's home who happened to work for Dr. Loomis. And we know this. Yeah. Because as any good employee would have. They have a framed picture of their boss on yeah. their desk. Yeah. Like any completely sane person would do. Yeah, if you go upstairs, I have a picture of every supervisor I've ever had. I keep them in the bathroom for the spankings. <laughs> oh, for <so> the spank bank. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm sure they're very flattered at the listening. <laughs> Mr. Eric loved it. <laughs> Mr. Eric is a good bloke. Um, but, uh,. And then, let, let's just get this out of the way also, Halloween 2018, on the other hand, is about uh, Laurie Strode is a crazy person. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, justifiably. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'll, I'll come back to that, why I think... It's a little overzealous. Yeah, so why I think... We'll compare Laurie's between H2O and Halloween 2018, and why I think yeah. the one thing that H2O does better is Laurie Strode than the 2018 one. I can agree with that. Um yeah. But we'll, yeah. But yes, uh, that one is based. Uh, Halloween 2018 takes place. Um, they recon even Halloween two, and it takes place uh, as the spiritual sequel to just the first Halloween film. And um, Laurie Strode is kind of a crazy person. She's kind of a Sarah Connors character, and she's like, you know, it's been at this point, uh, what, <laughs> forty years? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know he's gonna come back. I know he's going to come back, and she's been completely out of control. Not out of control, but, like, beefing up the home security, learning how to shoot. She's, like, her whole home is covered in booby traps. She's ready for whenever Michael comes back. And this one Halloween, he escapes the mental institution he's been in since the end of Halloween, uh, the first Halloween film. Yeah. Because in the Halloween 2, where he gets blown the fuck up. <laughs> Was he blown up or just set on fire? Both. He's blowing up because him and Sam Loomis blow up. That's right. Mm-hmm. He shoots him both his eyes, and then he's like, uh, he 
it's just kind of <laughs> cutting at anything. It does Sam Loomis shoots like gas canister or anything. That's and right. Blows him, okay. blows him up in the hospital. I just remember them playing that Sandman song while he's burning. Yes. Yeah. One of the best endings ever. Which they bring into the beginning of They do. They this bring one. that song right back into the beginning H2O. of H2O. Um, but Halloween 2018, you've probably seen this. We're, we're not really going to go too deep. But yes, Michael comes back. Laurie is prepared. And I'll get we'll get more into that soon. But back to H2O. Um, what were your uh, what you have any thoughts you want to go to first, or what you want to talk about first, other than it being super nineties, or do you have anything to say about being super nineties? Or uh, Josh Hartnett does not look seventeen. <laughs> Josh Hartnett plays <laughs> a not look seventeen year old. He's a seventeen year old senior. <laughs> just just like in the faculty, school. which I think came out like a year prior, maybe. I have we around the same time, and he's also like seventeen or sixteen, Se- yeah, quote seven. unquote. But, um, so the things I noticed in the movie were like, okay, the most 90s thing I can think of that was in the movie was having a romantic dinner with your girlfriend of popcorn chicken in the school basement while blasting Creed. (laughs) So after that, I was like... I believe I warped back into 1993 for about 10 minutes into the music video for Can You Take Me High. <laughs> was it 93? I think it came out after 93. No, it definitely did. I'm just throwing out random years. <laughs> I'm not going to fact check that because I do not care enough. <laughs> they do, use, do they use the same song? Because they use a Creed song in that scene and they have a Creed song in the credits. Is it, is it's it the, the same, same song. song. Okay. It's the same song. Yeah, they're not going to buy two Creed songs at that time. Are you kidding? How yeah, much money do you think they had? I mean, it's good to be Kane. <laughs> <laughs> as, as Scott Stapp apparently said one time. Yeah. Uh, you can look that up. Um, the other thing I noticed in that movie is that um, in in 2018, he was pretty much just like, anything in my way, I'm going to stab it and kill it. Mm-hmm. And doesn't matter if it, it helps his end goal. He just wants people dead. Right. But in H2O, he was a little more... Uh, particular and it was uh, I know the bathroom scene Mm -hmm. comes up because in 2018 there's a bathroom scene where two journalists are in the bathroom talking about Michael Myers and he ends up coming in the bathroom and destroying these people yes like like brutally (laughs) destroying these people it's sick (laughs) it's it's a pretty good scene but um, but in H2O there's also a bathroom scene with a a little girl and her mother Mm -hmm. and the bathroom looks very similar. Very similar bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, he just comes in, steals her purse while, she, oh, excuse me, while she's sitting in the bathroom, <laughs> takes the keys and drives off. Does not kill them. <laughs> My, Michael's really into petty crimes. Yeah. <laughs> in this movie. You just see him like looking around while putting candy bars in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, you still in those? Like, runs off. Because <laughs> he, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> um... It's funny you bring that up, though, because I thought it, for a second there, because it's been a while since I saw H2O. But, um, right, you, you thought up, they killed him. You bring up this. I did think they killed him. And I and, and the, the vehicle that the mom and the daughter are driving in that, that Michael stills is kind of similar to the truck from that one scene you referenced earlier from Halloween 2018 right. where the kid gets killed and his dad gets killed. So I didn't know if like this is about to be like a two-for-one like kind of nod from the 2018 Halloween um, the bathroom scene and a, ch- a child and their parent getting killed 
but uh, it doesn't happen. Instead, he just kind of fucks with them. Like, like she sees him in the doorway. Right. And he, like, moves the rock, and the door closes, and she's like, oh, no. Like, somebody was in here. Wait, where's my fucking purse? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see him take the purse. And yeah. Which is hilarious <laughs> to watch him, like... I don't know. I guess I would love to see somebody commit petty crimes in a Michael Myers mask, <laughs> yes. a.k.a. a William Shatner mask. Yeah, it's a William Shatner mask. Um, which, when we met William Shatner, did we bring up the Halloween mask? No, we just told him we love Devil's Reign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you, do, you do love Devil's Reign. I do. A I have days a t-shirt ago, yeah. of it. When we watch H2, you had Devil's Reign shirt on. Yeah, that's right. Wow, there's another connection back. Um, Dang. Damn, we are on a roll. Um but yeah, H two O is um it's very nineties. Uh, not only Josh Hartnett, but uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it. He <laughs> in the is. Very beginning. He's a punk ass hockey boy stealing beer from people. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't last too long. He gets a uh, he gets his skate right dug in the into face. his face somehow. But I think it's a rollerblade, not an ice skate. No, it's an ice skate. What was it? Yeah, it was an ice skate. What the fuck were they ice skating on? It was. Wasn't it like sunny outside and? It was sunny outside, but that the, the, everyone's no wearing everyone's wearing jackets and stuff. Well, it was fucking in Illinois. <laughs> yeah, there's ice rinks everywhere in Illinois. So just went to the ice rink is coming back. Yeah, I would assume. I, I just assumed they, they were had playing hockey street hockey. Sticks and yeah, but I just assumed like they're playing street hockey. That's why I didn't remember if they had if they were rollerblades or roller or no, uh, it was an ice, ice skate. Okay, well, anyways, yeah. he gets killed with that <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, Good job, Robin. That never happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so let's rate the mask. <laughs> oh, uh, zero. <laughs> uh, zero. That's what I rate it. <laughs> so how until it's 18? Yeah, te- I, I want Way better mask. For some reason, it seems that up until the 2000s, for some reason, it seemed that no production company or makeup department could remake the William Shatner Halloween mask. Because I know infamously that mask got destroyed of the first movie. They do a pretty good recreation of it in Halloween 2. But in all the other Halloween movies, they get worse and worse. I think 5 may be the worst one. It looks almost like a bird. Yeah, <laughs> that one's terrible. His face is like super narrow and kind of comes out almost like a beak. It looks terrible. His hairline is way higher. For some reason, it was just space-age fucking technology <laughs> to yeah. figure out how to make a goddamn mask. Well, <laughs> it kind of was because it's a mask of Captain Kirk. Yeah, I know. So exactly, it is yeah. space age. Yeah. And <laughs> God damn it to me a second. Oh, you you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, <it's> me. <laughs> but uh yeah, clearly they, they still weren't <laughs> too good at the uh, casting technology to make a mask that looks like the original one. So this sure. one has like deep lines and really wide eye holes which comes back like in 2018 you can see his eyes also but like his eyes are distracting to the it looks the like he lost his original mask and had to go to walgreens <laughs> it looks like he lost his original mask and went and got some halloween makeup <laughs> and just it's made bad. a white face and some black lines it's bad but that <laughs> motherfucker can curl <laughs> <laughs> I have no he, he literally curls himself off of a pipe behind like a pipe like in the ceiling and curls himself down secretly behind somebody and I'm like that is some strength right there it's pretty great but even the actor uh, do you know the actor's name of the Michael Myers in H2O? no do you? no I don't oh I didn't know if that was something you looked up on my phone it was way over there never mind yeah. uh, I, I can look it up I just wanted to say that uh, he is not very intimidating looking no but I do know this um, while you're looking that up is of course in 2018 
Uh, Nick Castle, who played Michael Myers in the Originally, original yeah. one, he came back as Michael Myers in this one. And he looked great. So. Yeah, he looked great. Um, I think that uh, it's pretty funny while you're looking that up and talking about this. Um, him kind of doing a reverse uh, pull-up with one arm down to kill somebody. Is that, um, like we mentioned, Jamie Lee Curtis is an alcoholic. I'm sorry. In this film. <laughs> I, uh, the the picture is just the worst picture of his mask, like, on the, the uh-huh. IMDb page. So, go on. Uh, um, Jimmy Lee Curtis is a, is an alcoholic in this film, not in real life, um, that I know of. Um, she seems very nice. Uh, and she's, of course, very paranoid that Michael will somehow return. Um, her son, who goes to the school... Um, they're having a field trip, a camping trip for the weekend. Yep. And he finally is able to talk Lori Strode into signing off on the paperwork or of the, um, well, what, what the fuck are those things called? <laughs> you, had, you had to get signed back at school? Why did I just blank on uh, that? Permission slip. Yeah, permission slip. Jesus Christ, completely blanked. Um, she signs a permission slip, even though she's like the headmistress of the school. He's like, oh boy, yeah, I'm going. But instead, him and his girlfriend and his best friend and his best friend's girlfriend just stay behind to party. But they don't, like, leave the school. They just party at the school where his mom still is. <laughs> his mom and, and her boyfriend, who's the guidance counselor, are, are still at. Listen, if my mom was the fucking headmistress of a private school, I know she sleeps on – she lives on campus. We live on campus. And there's even a security guard that works – at the school, I'm probably going to try to get away from the school <laughs> and yeah. not party there just in case I would get caught. <laughs> but that brings us to the popcorn chicken. <laughs> really uh, quick, I just wanted to bring up his name. He is not listed in H2O. Really? Yeah, he is not. He's uncredited. He is. Yeah, he is. Well, the weird part is he's credited on his own page, but the H2O page, he is not credited. Really? Yeah, it's very strange. Interesting. What's his his name? name is Chris Durand. Chris Durand? He's ma- uh, Chris Durand Durand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was hoping the joke was going to come. <laughs> you just get it out of the way. Um, <laughs> he uh, is mainly a stuntman. Uh huh. But uh, he has done some other films. Uh, and he was a stuntman in uh, Captain America. And he was a stuntman in Armageddon. Okay. Uh, but. He was also the sergeant in another fantastic horror film, Uncle Sam Wants You Dead. <laughs> the Bill Lustig film? Is that Bill Lustig? Bill Lustig directed Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam Wants You Dead is the name of the movie. Though. Oh, it's not just Uncle Sam. Is it the same one and they just shortened to Uncle Sam? He's like a monster serial killer. Yeah, it came out in the 90s. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure it's a Bill Lustig film. Oh wow! Yeah, damn it. Um, Back to IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> Just double check that because it's gonna bother me. Yeah, well, it's but but while me you now. while you look it up, um, <laughs> comment on on uh, these kids are like we're gonna stay behind, not go on this camping trip. We're gonna have a party at the school that my mom is still at. Um, we're just gonna cook a shitload of food. Like they cook a shitload of food. Yeah, like very quickly. Way too much. Like. <laughs> Four giant trays of popcorn chicken. 
<laughs> which really we just made that one of the uh, driving points for one of the characters that wasn't fleshed out. Where it's like this guy who wants to live for having sex with his girlfriend and popcorn chicken. <laughs> so oh my god! Holy fucking what? What? You are not wrong. Yeah, it's Bill Lustig, right? I didn't know Larry Cohen wrote it. <laughs> yeah, Larry Cohen wrote that one. Yeah. Um, oh, also, because he also wrote the Maniac Cop films with Bill Lustig. Right, right, right. He wrote the, he wrote that, the Maniac Cop films and Bill Lustig directed those. Also, that, in that I movie, knew. I think. Is Robert Forrester or yeah, I think Robert it's Forrester Robert is in that Forrester. one. Yeah, who was who worked with both of them on uh, well, worked with both of them on Maniac Cop three, even though both of them like don't take credit for that film. Right. Well, and also he was in Vigilante, which is the Bill Lustig film. Also, uh, you know who else is in Uncle Sam Wants You Dead? One of our favorites. Who? William Smith. Yeah, but, yeah William Smith is in yeah, it. Rest in peace. Just died recently. Um, R.I.P. I mean, what month? Two months ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. They have a popcorn chicken party. Uh, and then Michael shows up to school and just starts fucking stuff up. Now, I want to get into this major comparison with Halloween H20 and 2018. This is Laurie Strode and how she's written. Now, in Halloween H20, she's still related to Michael because it takes place after Halloween 2. Right. So that plot twist that their brother and sister is still a thing. Um, she thinks he's been blown to smithereens. She clearly has a drinking problem. Oh, yeah. Um, she's, other than that, though, and other than taking a new alias and living under an assumed identity and starting a new job and leaving Laurie Strode identity behind, she's kind of a normal person. Like, she has, a, you know, she apparently went through a really bad divorce. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently her ex-husband's like a Drug meth addict. Yeah, yeah, meth addict. And, um, you know, she's dealing with that, raising a son. But she's like pretty much, she's not like a fucking crazy person, which in 2018. She is just Laurie militarized Strode crazy. Is completely militarized crazy on another level to where she, um, she has been, she has arsenal. She uses mannequins <laughs> to do as target practice her whole home. Is booby trap. You find out from her daughter in that movie in the 2018 film. She has a daughter who's in her 40s, and she she's like she grandmother in this in that movie. She has a granddaughter as well. Um, but her daughter says how like through all the years Halloween wasn't a thing, like they weren't allowed to celebrate Halloween. Right. And her mom would always act super crazy on Halloween night. But the difference is is that in 2018, since it's just a direct sequel to Halloween. It's they aren't related anymore. It was just Michael Myers killed three of her friends that one night, right? And then he got arrested, which of course he didn't get blown up, but he's a mental institution. So for forty years, she's been acting like complete loon for 40, 40 plus years, which doesn't make a ton of sense. And unstably so. Like really, she's she, oh, I mean, like ruining <laughs> children's lives. Yes, like she literally runs into public firing fucking guns at one point. And this is our hero. Publix? Yeah, she goes to Publix. Publix. I was going to say... Oh, Publix. Yeah, go to Publix. <laughs> I said Publix. I'm like, they don't um, have that up there. Yeah, no. No, she runs into Publix with kids all around trick-or-treating, firing fucking guns and That's stuff. That's right, yeah. My problem with H2O... Uh, well, sorry, my problem with 2018 that I think H2O does better is since they're related, the idea that Michael's coming specifically for Laurie Strode... Makes more sense. Makes more sense. Yeah. I agree Since they that. aren't related in 2018... They have to, like, write reasons for Michael to go after Lori. 
Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. really, generally, it just happened to be that he broke out of the insane asylum. And he was like, just you in know the what? same area. I and just decided to start killing. Business. Yeah, <laughs> it's he's not looking after Lori, like he's not chasing after her, but it seems he might as well be. Yeah. Because anytime the script has them too far apart, they come up with plot reasons to bring him back. Yeah, yeah. They, they either knock him out and put him in a fucking car, or have him like go off a beaten path or whatever. Here's what should have happened with Halloween 2018, which I do love. Uh, we saw in theaters together. Yeah. No, I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun story i mean you can share it if you want okay so we were sitting there watching this movie it's opening night opening uh, night yeah. of halloween 2018 so we're sitting there rocky takes me for an early birthday present mm-hmm. and uh there was two people sitting next to us and they were discussing the movie but they weren't discussing it with each other like whispering or even loud whispering they were straight up normal voice talking like everything about the movie like oh i bet he's in the closet oh can't you believe he didn't go under the bed why didn't they do that like all this stuff and rocky's sitting there just (sighs) (laughs) like trying to get the point across without having to jump the gun and i'm like gripping my chair in anxiety i'm like oh god I know something's about to pop off. And they're like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and then eventually you lean over me and you tap them on the shoulder and you say in a pretty polite but firm way, excuse me, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> and they did. <laughs> it was amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> it's funny what happens when you just ask. Yeah, we just ask very firmly. You just ask. And, you've, and you've had a few beers. <laughs> Because yeah. I was sober, I would just sat there angry. Yeah. <laughs> but since I had a couple of drinks, I'm like, hey, can you please shut the fuck up? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. We still had a good time, though. I mean, oh, we had a great, great. time. Um, it, it was worse whenever me and Chris saw Not for me, because I couldn't hear it, but Chris. Hereditary? Or, or, no, Well, no, Hereditary, but when, when I saw Halloween in theaters again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chris went and saw it. And whoever was next to Chris, our, our buddy Chris, um, he was just grinding his mole he was getting like very pissed off they were being very loud um that's why as much as I love horror films i'll probably bring this up quite a bit in the podcast i hate seeing horror movies in a packed theater yeah it's unless, better to unless see the whole like... audience is completely gripped you're gonna you're gonna have a spattering of different people in different places in the theater they're gonna be ruining the whole fucking movie for whoever's next to them because they just talk talk hundred percent talk, 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 talk and then after the movie's done like that fucking sucked so you talk during the whole fucking thing the fuck you don't even know what the movie's about yes. um but what, what should have with laurie strode since this is just a guy that broke out of you know the penitentiary they right. don't know each other they aren't related whatever if she's this driven by him first of all laurie strode in 2018 is a crazy person she keeps mannequins in a room and her house that is serial killer type behavior yeah honestly like there's I literally think... a room just packed with mannequins i was see. waiting for mike myers to come in and be like oh my gosh we should call the police. what a fucking nut <laughs> like... i think that's what he was trying to do like yeah. the whole time she just keeps on attacking him um laurie strode needed to be ahab yeah it was absolutely a laurie strode a, a, needed to be ahab laurie strode Need to be the Ahab to Michael Myers, Moby Dick. And I he's was about to say Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Moby Ahab, Dick. Well, that was one of the sequels of Free Willy. Is Ahab chasing Free Willy? <laughs> yeah. um, but um, she needed to be so driven by this hate and everything 
that she's crazier than the prey like he had to be the prey to where something had to happen in that movie when she runs on public whenever people are trick-or-treating that she fires at michael and accidentally kills a child right like she's so blinded by by her hatred by her hatred and just how she's grown over the years and her own fears and all that 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 she doesn't think when she acts when when he finally shows up right that there's collateral damage, like a child gets killed or a parent gets shot or something like that, to where really you start going, oh, maybe Lori, she's not mentally healthy, but she may also, like, maybe she's not a good person, like, you know. Because really the idea is, like, and how it starts is Michael really doesn't give a fuck. He's just walking through a neighborhood just killing people. Yeah, he's just like, wee. Yeah, yeah. He just walk around, like, murdering people house to house. He's going trick-or-treating himself. Um, and good on him for getting rid of that creepy guy for that girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, so Lori should have been. Excuse me. See that? That was mine. <laughs> hey, um, I'm, I'm taking your line. Um, Lori needed to be chasing Michael, and instead we have her as this kind of Sarah Connorish character, which is kind of like you know, if if they were related, and she knew like he's coming back to me, we're connected. It'll make more sense, right? right? Like him just having one night, kill a few of her friends, and now she's so driven. For all these years, which is like, I know he's gonna break out, and he's gonna come after me. It's like, but he why? doesn't really come after her. He has no reason to. Yeah, she kind of chases him. Almost. Yeah, yeah, so. but not enough. Like not she's just a, yeah. hanging out at her house at one point, and they had to come up with reasons for Michael to go way out to that house. Right. Um, in H two O, her being an alcoholic and being like, you know, one day he could show up because I don't feel that he's dead. I mean, that she's, makes she's more, more sense. human. She's not like this crazy, almost Sarah Connor. It's how you would expect any parent to act if something tragic happened to them when you were the kid. You'd be like, oh, man. They're freaking out about that murder that happened when they were a kid. And it's like, that. I mean, yeah, that's how anyone would really probably handle it. So it's kind of – it's a a very more realistic interpretation uh, in H2O, which is really funny because the rest of it is fucking nuts. (laughs) Yeah. In 2018 also, it's um, – it's – uh, I forgot what point I was gonna make. <laughs> I completely just blanked. Um, I feel that 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 she's uh, oh, that's the point I was gonna make. Um, that that you know, this is the first part in trilogy. I mean, we should been we should have been getting the third one this year, but of course the second one had to get pushed back from last year, of course because of COVID. So I don't know where this where these films are gonna go. That could be where it's heading. I don't know. I doubt it. But, you know, just as the first one as itself, um, like, just with how she's characterized and what happens with her and her daughter and her granddaughter, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, okay, um, sure, whatever. I, I, I still love I, I love the film. I had a lot of fun with it. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, speaking of which, I'm happy that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, after making that movie, are getting Danny all... McBride really surprised me in the credit. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, he's a co-writer. <laughs> he's but, really uh, good. But now that they did that, they're handed um, – we may have mentioned this last week. We, maybe, maybe we didn't. Um, but uh, they just signed a huge deal to do a trilogy follow-up soft reboot to uh, The Exorcist. With yeah, Ellen yeah, Burstyn coming did. back. Did we mention that? Maybe I think we did. Okay. Um, and they're also David Gordon Green and him are uh, producing a Hellraiser TV series for HBO mm. with Michael Doherty, who did Trick or Treat at Krampus. And Michael, oh well, that might be good then. And Michael Doherty is also doing um, a Nightbreed series for Sci-Fi, which I think David Gordon Green is supposed to direct episodes of that as well. Um, I think on that one, I know for sure on the Hellraiser one. 
But I just like that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are getting handed all these like, hey, bring our franchise back after Halloween one was or Halloween 2018 was so successful. I, I am excited about Nightbreed because I love that movie. I'm 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 excited for uh, the Exorcist ones because I'm I, I'm curious how they're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, well that's gonna be a hard one. This will be a hard. One. That's gonna be a really hard one. So if they if they nail it, then you know kudos to yeah. them. A that trilogy is, of them, like a okay. trilogy of Exorcists, yeah. like good I mean, luck. Hol- uh, like they tried to do that with the normal Exorcist yeah. and it didn't work out great. Well, the second one did. The third one. Third one was good. Third one's really good. Yeah. Um, starring your favorite, George C. Scott from uh, <laughs> The Changeling, because we talked about Changeling last episode. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a fantastic actor. So. Um, but uh, you, so you think H2O goes crazy? Okay. So uh, I actually have a scene written down. Uh, number one, the fact that she attacks him in Looney Tunes style attacks, she might as well have an Acme anvil <laughs> to throw at him. What does she do? Well, I mean, the big one was that fire extinguisher that she just runs up and boonk. Oh, they literally make a it, conk sound. Like, yeah, it's like bink. Yeah, uh, which is but is that the is that the closet scene? Yeah, they have a great little callback in H two O where it's a callback to the first Halloween whenever Laurie's hiding in the closet and Michael, of course, that iconic scene where he just breaks through the door of the closet and right. just like shutters and you see him like breaking through the shutters of the closet door. And she's, you know, in the corner and she stabs in the eye with uh, with the clothes hanger. Um, and in this one, there's you think it's going to be that beat again. Like, he sees what's clearly a closet. Well, no, she runs up to a door. Not knowing it's a closet, even though she's the headmistress of the school. She opens it up, sees it's a closet, she goes, ah, shit. Yeah, it's like, wait, don't you run this place? Yeah, and then Michael walks up. You're like, oh, man, it's going to be this, It's going to be that scene again. He opens the door, and she just runs up and conks him in the head with a fucking fire extinguisher. My favorite part was when she painted uh, a bridge on a, a blank wall. <laughs> and Michael and he, just runs into he it. He ran right into it, but he actually went through. Uh, yeah. It was amazing. He's unstoppable. <laughs> um yeah, well, what 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 other uh, Looney Tune esque things did you think were? Oh my those? gosh! So, <laughs> spoiler alert: if we didn't just tell you the entire movie, <laughs> I mean, this movie's been out for thirty years at this point. Yeah, so um, um, over thirty the, years. The scene where he is on top of the tables in the room, and she's just crawling the around area. and just rolling from table to table, and it's like. He knows where you are. Get up. <laughs> run. You cannot crawl as fast as you can run. Please stop this fucking ridiculousness. You're embarrassing all of us. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, shoot, she's so good at rolling. <laughs> yeah, Michael, um, I think what the movie does well, H2O, but I think 2018 does better, is that um, they feel like in a lot of the sequels that Michael – had a hard time being the shape right and it feels like i think at least the first half of the film does pretty good i'm not focusing on too much but i'm kind of popping up but now a lot of those shots are like just nods back to the first film mm-hmm. and i think for the most part 2018 does that uh with him just being the shape and him kind of just being this mindless like killing ghost type yeah you know, where you're just like, oh, well, he's not even a man. He's more than a man. Oh, right. And in HGO, it's like he had a, a goal. Yeah, he had a goal. And he but was... he might as well have had a goal in goddamn 2018. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it would have made more sense that way. Right. But... Yeah, exactly. But he's just 
I don't know, he's just kind of driven by Laurie Strobe, but not not really. So the idea that he's after her so much kind of takes away from him being the specter type presence. Correct. <laughs> I don't know. But I think I think the first I think H two O is uh does it's pretty good just making him kinda of like the shape of kind of just showing up and disappearing and, and all that. Now I did want to say, so since we're about at an hour, I want to, because this is going to take a while to explain, I would like to talk about the ending of H2O. Okay. Um, what <laughs> is my first question? <laughs> um, and the fact of how they explained it in Resurrection. Right. So take it away. Please give us a little synopsis okay, of the end so, of H2O. So in H2O, um, of course, Michael's been chasing Lori throughout uh, the school. Um, her son and his girlfriend escape. Uh, the, the son's best friend and his girlfriend get killed. Um, Lori's boyfriend gets killed. Ella Cool J gets bullet grazed. Bullet grazed. He's alive. Uh, yeah, he's alive, end. but he gets shot in the head. But thankfully, it doesn't kill him. Um, and Lori defeats Michael. How did did she? She stabbed him and she threw him off. A balcony oh, she stabs the fuck it. out of him. Yeah. yeah, and he falls off a balcony. And then LL Cool J's like emergency stops her from keep stabbing, stabbing him. More. And it's like, yeah. why? <laughs> yes. So the ambulance shows up. You know, emergency services show up. They they, they put Michael's body. In a body bag into the back of an ambulance. Um, Lori is getting like interviewed by the cops or whatever, and then she runs off towards the ambulance, steals a cop's gun, just takes it right out of his holster, and all the other cops just kind of look. They're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, hey. "Whoa!" They don't try to stop her at all. She hijacks the ambulance. I'm just saying, in real life, she would have been uh, a Swiss cheese. <laughs> yes, it should have been. Yes. Um, she steals the ambulance that has Michael's corpse, or is it, in it. Dun, and dun, she's dun. driving around. You see the body bag. He, he gets up. You know, he rips out the body bag. Uh, they wreck. The, 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 the ambulance wrecks. On purpose. Road, on purpose. On purpose. Well, no, does it wreck or does they... Sh I believe she stops abruptly and he flies out the window. Does he fly the window or... He did flies out the windshield and then she's saying, get up. But get I, thought, up. I thought he was pinned to the ambulance. That's at the end. Yeah. So he does that yeah. first, though. Okay. And then she runs him over Oh, again. she runs him over with the ambulance. Yeah, right. And then she runs it off yeah. the side of the cliff. Yes, yes. And he's pinned between uh, the ambulance and a tree, I think. Um, and she's standing there. She has an axe that she took from inside. She just happened to have an axe from earlier in the movie. Um, I don't know how it got in the ambulance. I remember. <laughs> just re watch this movie. It's not important. She has an uh, axe. The, the axe came from inside. Inside the school. Yeah. So she why brought the, it how, with her. How the fuck was it? So she took the gun and the axe? Right? <laughs> oh, man, now I'm second guessing my house. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, she, uh, Michael comes to, he's like, I guess he's looking for his mask, <laughs> which is on his face. And he reaches out for her, and she reaches out to him, and their fingers touch. 
And then she takes the action. She decapitates him. <laughs> She's fucking yeah, just cuts lobs off his fucking head. head off. So four years later, 2002, Halloween Resurrection comes out, which is the follow-up to H2O. And uh, we get an explanation how Michael survived that. Um, at some point, when, between when we got put into the ambulance and Jamie Lee Curtis or Laurie Strode stealing the ambulance, um, he switched clothes with one of the paramedics. <laughs> And, and that was a paramedic that was dressed as Michael. Who decided not to say anything no. or make any noise. Which is, I guess, why he feels for his mask. Like, wait, what's on my face? Even if you could, like, even if you were gagged, yes. you could be like, ooh, yeah, ooh. Right. Just and like, then oh, be talks. like, oh, wait a minute, that's not him. Yeah, right. But he did nothing. No. He just reached out to her, and then she killed him. And then she gets killed, like, right after Dead Unveiling in Halloween Resurrection. And boy, oh boy. Maybe sometime we should talk about Halloween Resurrection because it's a real piece of shit. Oh, it is bad. <laughs> um, it is. It we is. have better things to that do. That movie may be more 90s than... Well, no, it's not more 90s because it's, it's very much early 2000. Well, but, um, honestly, I was thinking we need to have an episode on the, the mid-aughts or the early aughts because, <laughs> good Lord, that was just a tragic time for horror movies. Yeah. It was just garbage after garbage. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, that, that that ending is is pretty wild. Um, where where it ends movie wise, you you know, it ends, and I think we we do we get Mr. Sandman at, in the end credits. Uh, I don't I know. We do you, get a Creed. Song. You get Creed first, I think. <laughs> so if you I'm wrong, <laughs> message us and say, Blaze, you suck. I had to wait for Creed. I had to wait for Creed. I had, I I had to sit Spotify. here waiting for songs in this credits, and then Creed came on. Thanks a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 I think Halloween 2018 ends better. Um, I think overall it's a very a much more competently made movie. <laughs> it's a much better film. Uh, Twenty eighteen is a is a way better film. But my biggest my biggest complaint about it is always kind of Laurie and them being related. I think I I think Halloween two thousand eighteen, except for coming up with the explanation of how he survived the explosion at the end of twenty eighteen. I think is completely fine. Yeah. With uh, I th- I think it'd been completely fine just on how they're related. It probably made more sense that they were related. In H2O, it works pretty well for it. Um, yeah, H2O, I, I guess H2O just, you know, it, 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 it's it's missing on the thrills and scares, and it's really not that interesting. It's kind of slow, but not in an endearing way. Yeah. It's just kind of like, all right, well, we're just going through the movies. It, it feels definitely like when the scripts, Matt Stone and Trey Parker said in an interview before when they write a script, to make a good script in their mind, you have to have, um, instead of saying and then and then and then and then in your script, which H2O feels like, you always have to have um, because of this, this happens. It's like this happens, but then this happens. And because that happened, this happens. But this happens. Like every time your script, you should always have like something comes from every situation. And that's it a, just turns that's a good into rule script. Then. You know, instead, each show just feels like, and then Michael gets there, and then the kids are having a party, and then Michael comes into the room, and then he at least 2018, as much as I don't chicken. like them, yeah, getting getting Michael all the way out to the Lord Strode's house and everything, it's like Michael's walking around, but there's also this Dr. Loomis type character 
who turns out to be crazy. Because he's crazy, he wants to be Michael. But he gets in a car wreck. Right. Michael's releasing a car. Because of that, Michael kills the cops and he's at the house. Like, you see, every time it's like a turn or whatever, instead of just like, and then he gets into the car and then he drives off. There, there's reasons why, yeah. situationally. So it sure just feels like an and then type script. Yep, I agree. Yes. Or sorry, because therefore. That's what that's what the rule of thumb is, therefore. Because therefore. Because yeah. therefore. That makes sense. Um, that's a good rule of thumb. Yes. Uh, but yeah, H2O is, um, it is a Halloween. It is a Halloween movie. I don't fucking know. If you want to <laughs> just have like a classic 90s, I don't really care movie, mm-hmm. it's great. Sure. Yeah, just yeah. throw it it's on. It's not bad. It's not a bad film. It's definitely, I, I liked, I liked doing the research on it, finding kind of the, uh, the background about it. I found it very interesting. Kevin Williamson, even though he's not a credited writer, he like rewrote a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the characters and he rewrote, you know, came up with the general idea and he's executive producer. And that's why it feels very much like, I mean, it just makes sense because it's two years after Scream came out. Right. He's right after Faculty and, and I know what you did last summer. Like, it definitely fits in with those movies. I mean, it's not nearly as good as Scream. <laughs> It's no, not, it's not as good as Scream. It's Scream's not as good a as the Faculty. Movie. It's probably not as good as I know what you did last summer. But it is not. But having the person that was kind of trusted with horror movies at that time, bring him back. It makes everything. sense. Yeah, makes sense to trust him. Oh, he also. Uh, I didn't mention we did um, Dawson's Creek. Kevin Williamson also came up with Vampire Diaries. I never watched it. I know people like that show a lot. They did. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like True Blood more, but. Uh, because because I, I like I like my shows with um how how do you put this uh, fucking <laughs> <laughs> True Blood's got plenty. Uh, no, I like I like the sleaziness of True Blood, I like the violence and sex. Content. I'm more of a murder guy. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like I'm like ooh, yeah. where's the killing? <laughs> well, there's a lot of that in True Blood. True Blood is pretty. There's good. an equal of amount of sex. Well, yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> Morally, I'm a sinners. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I think I have anything else to say about H2O or Halloween 2018. No, I don't think so. Okay, well, uh, that is our discussion on that, and we are going to go into a new segment. Don't we, I know we mentioned it uh, in our previous episode, but Blaze would like to talk about some horror video games sometimes. So uh, he has a new curation. Of Blaze's cabinet of video game curiosities. So, uh, what video game have you brought us uh, on this this episode? What, what's uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, today we're going to talk about a game called uh, Devour. Okay. Now, Devour is a multiplayer game. What is it on? Uh, PC. Okay. So here's the thing I, I'm going to let you know ahead of time for all you people out there. If if you really want to get into some weird horror games other than like Resident Evil or anything like that, you're going to want to play PC. the suffering. Well, yeah, that's true, too. You could go to the old catalogs or you can because horror games are kind of few and far between these days. Uh, and, um, and don't get me wrong, like if you go yeah. on and you search for them, you can find some decent ones, such as Layers of Fear or anything like that, which I will probably talk about in a later episode because I'm a big fan of that series. Right. Or Outlast or anything uh-huh. like that. But today we're talking about Devour, which is a PC game. Okay. Now, Devour is where you 
and a group of friends have to uh, complete a ritual. Okay. Yeah, that, that's always a good start. So. No, nothing bad can happen from that. Well, <laughs> you're, you're all a part of a cult. Okay. And each person has like a different backstory. Like one's a movie star who, well, or somebody who wanted to be a movie star who failed and was only in B movies and is selling his soul to the devil to try and get bigger, or somebody who wants to get revenge on their ex or something. I hear like that's that. very popular in Hollywood, by the way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> failed actors, who knew? <laughs> but um, so your goal, uh, there are two different segments so far. They're going to be adding more. The first one is a house where somebody before you has summoned something very horrible, very scary, like a uh, witchy demon woman that stalks this farmhouse. Okay. Now your goal, which is really fun actually, but they make it really scary, is that you have to release a herd of goats. And okay. you and your, the goats just spread out, run away and go all over the place. Okay. And you have to collect them and throw them into the fire to sacrifice the goats. But as soon as you start this, the farmhouse uh, demon woman comes alive. Okay. So when you're trying to find things, you'll hear them chasing you and you can hide. Or you don't have any attacks or anything like that. But they do have uh, minions and you can shine your flashlight on them to dissolve them. But... Uh, some of the cutscenes are absolutely horrific in it, and like they are just so scary. It like I, I screamed out loud while playing with oh, Paige, wow. and she All told right. me to shut the. Fuck <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Your fiance told you to shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, she get used to that. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. Well, welcome, welcome to being about to be married, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so. It, it, and then the second segment is similar because, uh, but now you're in an asylum, mm -hmm. and the asylum rats are released, and for some reason you have to collect rats now. But now there's this crazy backwards running lady who chases you through the game. Okay. And you, uh, she has like different asylum demons trying to attack you, and you have to take out the flashlight to dissolve them and everything like that. So it's a really, really good cooperative game. Like, uh, I mean. When I say it's a really good cooperative game, good luck playing it by yourself. Right. <laughs> you will not succeed. Just like um, Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight is a good example. Well, I mean, Dead by Daylight, you, you literally can't yeah, play you by can't, yourself. You can't play by yourself. But, uh, you put in a group. I mean, if you're but a it's, killer. But it's just better if you have friends and you're oh, on the same page. Oh, it's absolutely. And we've had a, a good time playing that game. Yes. And I would bring that one up, but I, I have heard a lot of coverage on that one. So. Of course, yeah. yeah well, you kind of want to highlight things that people may not have heard or right. go back and have a uh, little reclamation of a title people may have forgotten over time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we'll definitely go back and to the catalog, but this is a current game that you can get. Uh, currently on Steam for around uh, four dollars. Okay. It's very cheap, but it's it, still. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great, and it is super fun to play with people. Is it worth? Well, I mean, it's worth the four bucks, but is it uh, the length of it? Is, is it well, uh, well I will like say, satisfied. Do you feel like it's a little too short, a little too long? Well, you have two different levels, and the thing is, it really depends on how well you play. Okay. Because, uh, you know, uh, me and Ted played for about two hours. <laughs> Just kept each getting killed and having to keep saving each other. Ted, Ted your brother. Yeah, my yeah, brother, Ted. Brother. 
um, uh-huh. who we like to play a lot of horror games together, even though he's not a big horror fan. Um, sp- with, like what when I nerd. forced him to watch <laughs> Troll 2 and Rock and Roll Nightmare. <laughs> well, no, no. Forced to watch Rock and Roll Nightmare, which we got. The he room. gave up on Troll 2. He, he, he was not into Troll 2. No, didn't, he didn't he, give it a chance. But he, he want, well, yeah, because he wanted to hang out with his brother. He wanted, he wanted to spend time with his brother. For Fuck God. him. No. <laughs> no. You're right. Fuck that guy. No, I know. I was, I was Dad, getting, you listen to this? <laughs> I was getting very overzealous, and I was so happy to see him. But, but we do play a lot of games online together whenever he's available. And that was one of the ones that we got and we're like really having fun with and really freaked out by. Nice. And it's like a game that it, from the outside looking in, you'd be like, oh, that's just silly fun. Like that's silly fun. But when you're in it and you're like getting into it and trying to get out, it's it gets pretty scary. Nice. So, All right. Right yeah. on. Yeah. Um, Devour. It sounds good. Um, it's available on Steam. Yep, Steam. Four bucks. When did it come out? It came out it, two years ago. Okay, so it's still relatively new. Yeah, and they're continuously making updates for it. So, so far, they have two different uh, segments you can do. And again, it really depends on how long it takes you to get through the game. Sure. So, uh, like, some, like if you're really good and you know where every, you know, you can figure out where things go. Because it, it does randomly, go, they run away randomly. It's not right. like they go to specific places and you can just keep picking back up. But um, they they have a, a, some different missions in it. It's very uh, it's very interesting how they do it, especially the difference between the segments because the two stories are completely different. Like, yeah, you're the same characters, but it's com- like one at the farmhouse has a completely different story than the asylum. Okay, right on. So, um, but here, this is an important question because this is how I rate every game. Yeah, I'm gonna play it or not. This is very important to me. Does the game have a soundtrack from Creed? I'm going to have to get back to you on that one because I'm, I've been talking to them yeah. and I've been asking them. Right. I'm going to need some Creed. You found whatever dumpster Scott Stapp is hiding in at the moment. You asked him, who are you? <laughs> he, was, he was huffing NyQuil yes. when I found him. Right. But, um, yeah, so... They do not have an album by Creed. So well, then I give this game, just from hearing about it, a zero out of five skulls. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, uh, if, if you had to rate it as a game uh, on a scale of, well, this is your segment, so what kind of scale do you want? Five, ten? We'll do, we'll do a, a five, five uh, stars. Uh, I think that's the, the easiest scale to go all by. All right, so how many stars of five? You can do halves also. Would you give Devour? I'm going to give it uh, three and a half stars, so like a C plus. Okay. Right like, on. it's very fun, but... It's very affordable. It's very fun. It's very affordable. But, of course, you know, there are parts where it's like, I wish I could play this by myself. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, sounds so, good. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think that is everything we want to talk about on this episode. I think so. Um, first of all, let's thank... Uh, Stephen Mize for our art again. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Stephen Mize out of Crawling Panther, Orlando. Uh, or Orlando, Jesus Christ. Crawling Panther, Ocala, Tattoo Parlor. Crawling Panther, Tattoo Parlor out of Ocala. Um, Stephen is awesome. Um, he does solid, did the artwork for us. Does amazing tattoos on Rocky. Yeah, he him. does. Uh, he's an incredible tattoo artist. Um, Blaze for doing the music in the episode. And 
all the tech savvy stuff because I'm I I can't because <laughs> well, I'm, I'm such a grandpa. You're gonna get that Facebook <laughs> up here eventually. Yes, yes, we're gonna get the Facebook. And speaking of which, um, we do have an email you can reach us at called uh, it's bladedapplespod at gmail Yeah, give um, us some questions or yeah, things you'd you like to hear about. Yeah, you can reach out to us on the Instagram right now. It's called right now. It's bladed underscore underscore apple underscore pod because uh, I forgot the S, but I'm about to put the S into <laughs> it. Uh, but uh, you can uh, follow us on there. Give us a follow. And now we're available for any of your streaming, um, any place you like to stream Spotify, podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, I, uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, Podbean. Podbean. You got it. We're, Spotify, we're there. Pandora. We paid the fee. Yes. We're on. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah we're, we're trying to make it available for everybody. Um, but if you have questions or if there's a topic you would like us to cover, then reach out to us, send us a message. Um, or if you have an opinion on H2O or Halloween 2018 or you have a different kind of takeaway from it, we would love to hear it. And if you give us mail, we'll read it. You yeah. know, probably nobody will, but you can reach us at bladedapplespod at gmail.com um, or on the Instagram page or soon be Facebook page once I get it up because Blaze has washed his hands like Pontius Pilate <laughs> <laughs> of, of uh, Facebook. He will yeah, not use it. I can't it. do it. I'm sorry. Um, but we did like I we did get a comment when we first came up with the uh, IG page where my friend Andy she asked if we would have a Shutter episode, which is kind of hard to do. An um, episode about the streaming service. Service Shutter, yeah. Um, I think we can figure asked, it out. What is it? the only thing is you know it being a streaming service, titles come and go. But we could probably have an episode where we can talk about the originals or exclusives that we like individually, or maybe right. both like probably you know have a little bit of cross cross because you brought up one of the movies earlier in the episode today so look out for that probably a future episode we'll probably have a little bit of a shutter like hey here's some good originals to watch um you know so go back and check these out originals or exclusives you can find on the streaming service uh for people that don't know shutter is a horror streaming service it is an amazing deal and it's an amazing service they're always curating really good stuff um and you can watch Joe Bob and everything else on it. Joe Bob that's Breaks the big and all of that. Yes. October 8th, new October Joe Bob 8th, Breaks. October 8th, new Joe the, Bob. The Halloween hoedown. Um, but uh, other than that, um, next episode, I think, will be another. We haven't talked too much about it, but I'm going to just put it out there. will be another comparison episode, I think, mm-hmm. that may have a bit of a bite to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, comparing two movies from 1987 that both have fangs so you probably be able to figure out the two we're going to compare on that one and then after that you know we may just do a few episodes that are just going to be about a movie and just focus on that before we as we kind of just ramp up we're still kind of ramping up so we're just kind of getting topics getting used to talking to the mics talking to each other right so in this format us. and everything so excuse us for any say uh many times we say um or like or lose our train of thought or whatever or burp. we're still kind of yes we're still kind of ramping up to getting better at all this so thank you guys for yeah, stopping by you. and listening and joining us for the second episode of bladed apples podcast uh got anything to say blaze before we sign off Thanks 
to everyone so far who has followed us on Instagram and everyone who's downloaded the episode. And uh, please keep doing it. And if you like it enough, please share it. Yeah, yeah. Give a share. Uh, subscribe, share. Click that like button. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Hit that subscribe. Yes, yeah, subscribe. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, share it. If you like it, share it. Or if you like it, subscribe. Follow us. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do better. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try to do better for everybody. If you want to email us and tell us how much we suck, go for it. Yeah, email we'll, us anything. But we, we just we just want human contact. We'll email you time. back and be like, man, thank you for actually listening, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if, 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 you if, hated it the whole way through and you listened, you're your champ. <laughs> if it's something you don't like and you have that grievance to say, then hey, tell us. We'll, we'll take any criticism. It's for fine. Sure. Um, but yeah, until next time. Uh, Every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly. Bye. Bye.